Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, messy munches, Turkish slaps, and we have part two of our interview with Danielle Lazenby. Welcome to The Kindness Project. I am Chris Dames, and I'm joined by a girl who I found her embarrassment Achilles' heel. It's Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who wanted to take my hoodie and share it as a family hoodie. It's Chris Dames. It is a family hoodie. I've not seen anyone else wearing it, have I? Well, that's because I haven't seen you take it off yet. Mm. Um, As soon as you take it off, I'm wearing it. Well, then I'll never take it off. Okay. Don't, don't you get your grubby, grubby hand on my face. <laughs> What do you mean by grubby hands? How dare you? No, you're now, I, 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 I hit a nerve earlier on because I mentioned something. Normally we share quite a lot on this podcast, but I mentioned something that you preferred me not to mention. Yeah, we had to start over. We had to start again because you were like, Dad, please don't talk about Stop that. It, please. Please don't talk about that. So I... With in the spirit of kindness, with your um, embarrassment being at stake, I am not going to mention your. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, how you doing? You had a good week. Cold, and I've got a cold. I know. Everybody's cold. Everybody's got a cold. Everybody's suffering this week. But you know, everyone's what? either got a cold, or trying, or um, or what? I forgot what I was going to say. I had something good in my head. It was clever as well, and it's just gone. <laughs> it will come to you. You know what made me feel better today and yesterday? Yesterday I went to the gym in the morning, and I felt rough, but jumped around a bit, so that helped me feel quite a lot better. And then a bottle of Lucasade, a big bottle of Lucasade, and I don't know what it is about Lucasade when you're rough, but I th- is, is it is it magic Lucasade? It's I don't know. It's really good, but drinking Lucasade makes me feel sick. So I just. Well, I've never tried it. I think I think Lucasade has got glucose in, which in short bursts make you feel better. But oh yeah, but I live on the diet of bread and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't I don't think bread and nothing else is particularly <laughs> nutritious. <laughs> Why do you live off a diet of bread and nothing else? Well, it's not. It's not really bread and nothing else. It's I wake up in the morning. That's got to cost you loads of dough. <laughs> I don't pay for the dough, do I, though? No. You will start paying for the dough soon, love, yeah, all right? Yeah. But, like, I wake up in the morning, I love toast, and I go to school, mum will have made me a sandwich, and then, like, that's every day for a week, it's toast, sandwich, come <coughs> home. Now, weirdly, I'm the exact opposite at the minute, because I've eliminated bread from my diet. Mm. I cannot remember the last time I had a slice of bread. I wouldn't... I've not, not, like... I've not stopped... Yes, lunch time. What? Last time I had a slice of bread was yesterday lunchtime. Is that me? Does that mean you haven't eaten since that yesterday lunchtime? Um, no, no. Um, so you, so you do eat every. You haven't only got a no, diet of bread, mom, have you? Mum approached me this morning and said, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start getting you those porridge pots because I don't like you having bread for every meal." Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't yesterday lunchtime. It was yesterday breakfast. Okay. I skipped yesterday lunch. Okay. What did you have for dinner? A dirty burger. A d- <laughs> What was so dirty about this dirty burger? Uh, it was just, you know those burgers you get at... So there was a lot of bread in your diet, because even though it was an aid slice, it was a burger. Yeah, but you know those burgers, and they kind of, you squeeze them and they drip. 
It's one of those. And it was like, they had this special sauce, and it was bacon and cheese, and even the burger meat was... Oh. They need to rename that burger from the dirty burger to the absolutely filthy burger. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're... I mean, it sounds... It wasn't called a dirty burger. It was called a... It wasn't called a dirty burger. But that's, that's, just, that's just what it is. It's a dirty burger. Right. So what, what was it actually called? Uh, something to do with uh, Ultimate Burger. Ultimate burger. I think I prefer dirty burger. Why do you call it a dirty burger? Um, because it just it it's something Mum said to me, and it just made sense because it it does it's just a mucky thing to eat. Right. It gets all over your fingers and all over your face. Now I'm I'm pretty sure I've told this story before in the podcast, but let me tell it again just just because it's one of my favourites. The dirtiest burger I've ever had, right? Isn't that really tall one was uh, <laughs> was um in a. I was coming out of a pub um, in Beckton in East London, and there was a like a, um, a mobile catering establishment sitting outside. Walked up to it, ordered a burger, two burgers, right? Getting dirty, getting dirty, already two burgers. He said, "Do you want bacon? Yeah. Do you want a fried egg? Yeah. Do you want kebab meat? Yeah. Do you want a gherkin?" Yep, it's getting less dirty now. Do you want another burger? Yep. And literally, this thing came out, and I couldn't close the lid of the thing because it was so big. That's a top quality. That, 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 that's a filthy burger. Did it spill all over your shirt? Well, I ended up... I, 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 it did spill a bit. Um, and I ended up only eating half of it um, and having to bin the other half because I just couldn't eat it. Um, you did not. What was my... Work? Could have just left the other half in the box and eaten it later. What in the morning? Yeah. It didn't look particularly appetising in the morning. Have you never eaten the food that like you don't? Oh, clearly you don't drink. But have you ever eaten a food where once you've had a beer or two, looks really attractive, but in the morning doesn't? Food is just always attractive, unless it's got mould, because mould makes you feel sick as well. Okay, fair enough. So um, the other thing that made me feel better is um, I went for a uh, Turkish haircut and shave mm. at my local Turkish barber's. But there was a difference today, okay? The difference today is the man who was giving me my haircut and shave did a good job, but he was rather heavy-handed. So it was more of a wrestling match than a Turkish oh, yeah, haircut and shave. A, you've got a few nicks. I've got a few nicks. I mean, he did. He, he sorted. He sorted himself out when he came to fixing the nicks. But what he did do is sort of less apply aftershave, more slap me about a bit. And it was. I didn't know whether to say anything because it, it was one, like. Was it one of those? It, well, well, right, this is a podcast. You do realise people can't hear what no, we're doing. I was gonna, I was gonna slap you in the face. I was like, oh, no, that's probably not. Yeah, he was like, bah, 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 bah. I was like, what? And then and I was like, I got to the end and I did that polite British thing of just going, thanks, mate. And I left him a tip. And I just realised <laughs> I left him a tip for being half assaulted. I don't, I don't know whether that was the right <laughs> thing to do, but, but, but that, that was my experience. So, here's my advice to you, Charlotte. Cold and flu tablets, working for me. Exercise, working for me. A big bottle of Lucasade, which I'm going to go and get you in a minute. No, no, don't. Please don't. Oh, no, like please don't like it. Okay. How about being slapped by a big Turkish man? Is, is that... Is that... Where about, yeah. Could that work for you? Could you find me a big Turkish woman instead? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> maybe, maybe. Anyway, on that note, on that note, this week's question of the podcast <laughs> is: Can you find Charlotte a big Turkish woman? Um, is every year I build? Oh, as the other thing I'm doing uh, at the minute, I have created my 2020 playlist, oh. and I'm, I'm building songs into that playlist. Now, I've pinched some from you. Um, Spotify's recommended me some absolutely brilliant songs but i need the songs from you that are gonna go on my playlist so what songs do you think i should add to my playlist in 2020 uh, people can get in touch with us in the following methods facebook twitter instagram we have instagram but no one ever uses it but no one ever... i'm trying to do it again let me retake three two one <laughs> we're keeping that in you know that <laughs> Where can people get in touch with us? Um, what you need right now is a massive Turkish woman to give you a real slap. I know, it just distract me more, wouldn't it? Um, Are you thinking about a Turkish woman? No, no, my brain is just all over the place and I'm trying to think of the Twitter and all I'm thinking is little birdies flying around. <laughs> okay, Twitter okay. is... While, while Charlotte sorts out what she needs to do, Twitter is at holla. H-O-L-A, kindness. Facebook, Charlotte? Uh, there's a search bar thingy, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah the holler at thekindnessproject.co.uk. No, that's the email. <laughs> <laughs> that's the email, Dan. <laughs> Facebook, if you just put the Kindness Project in the search bar. And we're also on the website, which is... www. Holla <laughs> at the... No! That's the email! <laughs> That's the email. <laughs> Try again. Uh, Thekindnessproject.co.uk. Just search it. Just Google it. Just if you Google, Google it, you'll find it. But the website is www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. Massive ellipses right at the end and, there. And you can... In Morse code, it's... No, it would be much longer than that in Morse code. No, I know. And on the website... And on the website, on the website, you can find all of our back episodes, which is 100 plus episodes, loads of amazing guests, um, just some top quality banter, some average quality banter, and some frankly poor banter. But um, you can and some absolutely cracking banter. Yeah. Um, uh, then yeah, just take your pick. And on that note, should we crack on with the show? Ah, go on then. So, after all your dotting and dashing, I want to share with you the good news this week. And this is from the website that is my go-to at the minute for good news, goodnewsnetwork.org. And it's talking about Kirk Douglas, who recently passed away, aged 103. But... In a lovely act um, after his death, in his will, he gave away his £61 million fortune all to charity. Yeah. His son Michael said, Michael Douglas, who's a famous actor as well, 
it's with tremendous sadness that my brothers and I announced that Kirk Douglas left us today at the age of 103. To the world, he, he was a humanitarian whose commitment to justice and the causes he believed in set a stand, standard for all of us to aspire to. According to reports, charitable receipts including, included St. Lawrence University to help fund the Kirk Douglas Scholarship for underprivileged students. Important. Primarily those who grew up in poverty like Kirk did in the Great Depression in the 20s and 30s. Um, Kirk Douglas has been transcendently generous to St Lawrence University, said the school's president. Contributions also went to Westwood Sinai Temple, Culver City's Kirk Douglas Theatre and Children's Hospital Los Angeles, which has previously received large donations from the actor. So giving away all of your money not to your children but to charity takes a um large um philanthropic commitment what do you think of that i think it's absolutely brilliant like making contributions to so many different like because they're all they're all like kind of like societies and different groups and i think him giving his contributions even after he's gone is a wonderful thing yeah i mean i, I I think the fact that he worked hard and came from poverty, poverty and got a decent amount of luck on the way, probably wanting to give back to people who mm. who um, aren't maybe as fortunate. Yeah, aren't yeah. as fortunate as it is kids. I mean, when I give all my money away to charity, are you going to be happy with that? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. I think you know what it's interesting because it's an interesting debate to have because I think if you if you've got kids. Um, certainly giving some of your money away to them in the event of your death might be something you want to do. But part of your contribution to children is to make them... Contribute to their future. Contribute to their future, but also to make them self-reliant. Mm. So give them the skills oh, yeah, and attitude. Like just giving and... them money. I, think, I was talking more about, like, um, you know... I was talking more about, like, giving to the world so that it's a better place that children can live in, yeah. in a way. Because, like, if you give it just to the children, they're going to spend it on themselves, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. improve their way of life. Um, but if you give it to the world that your children live in, obviously that that's going to improve the things that are around them, that's going to improve the people who live in their world, it's going to improve how other people act, how other people think, how other people react to them, and how other people treat them because of this contribution to instead of one specific person but surely, to society. But de- surely it depends who you give it to. Yeah, it definitely does. Because mm. some, some things are too too small scale, but even then, that's still affecting the things yeah. around Look, them. Any, any contribution is a positive contribution. And I think, I think, like, sort of... With Kirk Douglas dying at 103, if his kids aren't sorted by now, I mean his kids are in their 60s and 70s, you probably you probably you probably like don't need to worry about them as much. But um, certainly an amazing thing to give that money away, and well done, Kirk Douglas. Well done. So this week we have the second part of. Um, uh, an interview with the amazing Danielle mm-hmm. Leightonby. Danielle um, 
just basically wandered the country dressed as an elf last Christmas, delivering presents to kids in hospices. Um, uh, she's really lovely, Danielle. We talked quite a lot. Um, this is the second half of the interview, where, as always, it includes the questions of the podcast. Shall we listen? Yes. So, you must have stayed at a few hotels on the trip. Well, did, the yeah. castle sounds like the best that one. was the best. What was the worst one? Of course, I, I don't really want to, like, slander them, but this Holiday Inn that I stayed in, oh, my word. Was it bad? It was really, really bad. You walk through it and you could smell weed. Right. Was, That's a bit, yeah. Real, yeah, not, not the greatest place. Really nice pub up the road. They okay. Had a really nice roast dinner. So that was the plus side of that. Yeah. But my work, yeah, my work arranged um, the hotels for me, bless them. Did they? They did. And you know what? I love the fact that that, like, sort of, it's not only about you, it's about, like, your network around yeah. you, supporting Everyone you and people at work. Well, yeah. I've got a really good friend of mine um, who I told you about having to send the parcels. It was completely unplanned. That needing to send that many parcels and he just stepped up and said right I'm paying to send them love it yeah. absolutely love it so, so there's 1800 kids who've got presents because of you yeah great stuff and where was this castle I mean we won't say where the it's worst the one was it's in the, the Wirral so it's near Liverpool isn't it like the sort of yeah oh, okay that sounds alright yeah. my I'm last one we planned it quite well my last one was a Hilton Spa Hotel. Oh, perfect. Perfect for the last night. day. Uh, oh, I love a spa. In the jacuzzi, I was. I love, I, I, you know what? I, D-Elfin. I, I, D-Elfin. Don't tell me you bought your outfit in, right? You didn't, no, you didn't, I didn't. Yeah. I was half tempted to actually wear it to come in. <laughs> I was, but I thought, no, Christmas is over. Yeah. For, the, for now, anyway. So you got back on Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve, yeah. right, okay, yeah, okay, and that cool. was that was a panic, that really was a panic. I sat, I sat down, I'll tell you a bit about the journey. I sat down a good few weeks before, because obviously the hospice is wanting to know when I was going to arrive there. So a good old Google, I'm writing in the postcodes, working out the quickest route, and I had a little chart on Excel. Yeah. I, I actually did, like, the um, administration part of it, Excel with where I was going from and to, how many miles it was. On Google, I made sure I went on it during the rush hour, so I had the worst case scenario. Yep. How long it would take me to get there, so an estimated time of getting there, and this is what I worked with. Yeah, and it all went to plan. I didn't hit one bit of traffic. I didn't. It, so you were ahead of. Went, yeah, I was yeah. ahead of schedule every single day. But you know what's going to be interesting, Danielle, is when you do like the the next one with all of them because you're going to have ones on islands and ones on Northern Ireland and yeah yeah but you know what right I think having a bit of adventure in your life is part of what life's about I'm doing a I I took Charlotte and I went to Japan last year um, and we're planning a Cassie Cassie's idea of a holiday is like two weeks on the beach (laughs) I just want to go and have an adventure. So we're doing this thing where we're flying over to Moscow and basically getting the train home. So we're going via Moscow, St. Petersburg, Finland, Slovakia, Slovenia. And that, to me, you want to, you want to create those memories, don't you? Those, those memories of going, like, I dressed up as an elf and went around the country. Um, 
I just, I, I, I just, I just need you as a, I just need you to take a photo on the ferry on the way to Northern Ireland, yeah. just as an elf. That would be, <laughs> that'd be brilliant. Um, uh, everyone pulled together. I'll say let's go through a few tolls, especially around the Manchester, yeah. the way, and put my window down and they're looking. And they're looking <laughs> again. I'm like, yes, I am an elf. And they're like, what? And I'm like, just a quick explanation of what I was doing. Up with the barrier. They never yeah, oh, that's, that's great. amazing. That's amazing. So you talked about the support you had from work. Who else supported yeah. you? Your mum? My mum, she wrapped a lot of presents. She went out and bought loads of wrapping paper for me. My sister wrapped loads of presents. Amy wrapped loads of presents. Amy's, my your, home, Amy's your daughter. My daughter, yeah. yeah. My home was just floor to ceiling of presents. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> And, and it will be this year as well, by the sounds of it. All my guys at work, they helped with the wrapping. They bought loads of lovely little gifts for, on top of what I'd already bought. Tell Every, me a little bit about... Tell, you said your mum's your role model. Why is that? She's just the strongest person you'll ever meet. Okay. She does anything for everyone. She, she's, she's the unit of our family. She keeps yeah, us all together. If me and my sister misbehave, then God help us. Off comes a slipper and <laughs> we're slapped with it. She's, she's a brilliant grandmother. We all love her. She's yeah. amazing. So in 70-something, she's like... She's Still loads us. of energy. Yeah. yeah. She's Brilliant. one of them. You spot her walking down the street. You look down, look up, and she's gone. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that energy is like brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now I know, I know in the, um, I know in the article that I read on your journey that part of your, part of the reason uh, that you you thought about this is because you had a cancer, breast cancer, did, yeah. uh, thing, uh, um, uh, thing happened to you. Did that change the way you thought about life? And if so, how? I've always, no, I've always been one of those that's gone out and enjoyed things. I've always been the child. Mm. I've got a very, very huge inner child in me. Mm. If anything, what it taught me was live for the moment. Okay. And sometimes that doesn't work to plan when you're, like, for example, when I got diagnosed, it was a live for the moment moment. We went to Disneyland Paris, I treated the, the, my family to there. We went to Centre Parks, I done wing walking. Okay. Something I've always wanted to do. What the hell, let's do it. Credit card, credit card, credit yeah. card, obviously. I'm still paying that back, but yeah, if that's one thing that I did learn was live for the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one, because like, as you know, my day job is a financial planner, so my job is to get that balance right between live for today. And we'll today talk and... after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know how much help I'll be, but, but it's an interesting one, because... When we talk to people about money, part of the conversation is you've got to live for today, yeah. but also get the balance right between making sure you're going to be okay in the future. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a really interesting one. Talk to me about what you've what you learned the most on all your visits. Oh wow! Oh, God. There's so much that I learned on my visits. Obviously, I knew that these hospices were special places. Walking in there and seeing one of them had a gingerbread house. Oh. It was like all lit up and it's amazing. The staff are unbelievable. Yeah. I knew they were unbelievable. To, to have to do that job, you've got to be unbelievable. Yeah. But I didn't realise just how unbelievable And, and you know what's are. interesting? I didn't realise this. And I only learnt through the work uh, that I've been doing with St Francis. Um, 
uh, a lot of it's voluntary. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of volunteers yeah. across hospices all well, over the country. this is what I was going to say. Is they, they don't get any funding. Yeah. It's, it's appalling that yeah. they don't get funding. Speaking to a lot of the fundraisers that are responsible for keeping these places open and operating for these children, some of them, one, well, say one of them, said they have to raise £10 million a year in able yeah. to stay open. Yeah. That's per Ten, hospice as yeah. well. Yeah. And it's all through fundraising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is appalling, but it's amazing at the same time. It's yeah. These hospices, and I was given tours, and I met some of the children, and they've got hydro pools, and these children are just so happy. Yeah. Big smiles on their faces. Yeah, no, One I of them um, met this little lad, and he, he couldn't walk. He had um, a life-limiting illness. He's, he was currently having a sleepover at this hospice and he wanted to show me his, his room where he's staying, like to carry him. Right. So and he was chatting away and, was, and he showed me his um, Toy Story 4 bed cover. Yeah. He was going through Jesse and Woody and he loved it, absolutely loved it. It's like, not a care in the world. It was, it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, if anybody's going to show you how to live for the moment, it's kids like that and it's great. So do you... What talk to me a bit about the windwalk because I, I haven't done a windwalk oh, yet, windwalk. and that sounds amazing. <laughs> I did a parachute jump last oh, year. Have you done one of them? No, no. I've always said I can't do bungee jumping. I'll right. be able to throw myself off a plane because I have a really sensitive stomach. Okay. I go over a flyover, my belly goes <laughs> over, so throw myself out of plane. You know what? I got so so it was a weird one. So I did it. I, I did it for charity. Um, uh, I did it for a really good charity called In Sue's Name. Uh, that. Um, does brain cancer research, um, uh, who's a dad, so weirdly, he's goes, he was in his early 70s, still full of energy, uh, his daughter died of brain cancer and he's set out. So anyway, I was three beers in when I said I'd do it, um, and then immediately the, the, the morning after regretted saying yes, um, but then ended up, like me and the kids and cats went down to the south coast. And they're all strapping you up, and I'm doing, you do it tandem, so you've got somebody who actually knows what they're doing attached to you. And I'm chatting to the guy and saying, like, sort of, tell me a little bit about you. And he was 22. Uh-huh. So I've got, a, I've got this young bloke, 20 years my junior. I'm trusting my life with him. Like, I'm just, um, but he was brilliant. He was really, really good. And that freefall bit is amazing, is amazing. Um, I'll think about it. Maybe I'll need a few more than three, three beers in. But yeah, I, but the, the, the thing is, like, it's one of those things where once you're committed, you're committed. Yeah. yeah. No, but I am um, for Richard House a few years ago. I did the um, abseil of the orbit, and that was really that was. Oh, really I abseil of the YMCA many years ago for first step. My son went there. How was that? What did you abseil of? It was down the YMCA building in Romford, and it after the longest to do it. I kept coming away from the wall and oh, looking up that. and shouting up saying, I can't touch the wall, which <laughs> <laughs> is dangling there. They say that you need to confront your fears. I don't like heights. So doing that was quite was impressive. Dangling, it, yeah, they say that it does, it, it does sort your fears out when you confront them, but it made me ten times worse. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, when I, when I did, I've, done, I've done a couple, actually, for Richard Owls. I did the uh, Broadgate Tower in um, Liverpool Street and the Orbit, and on both, I was either bouncing off the building yeah. or just spinning round, <laughs> and it was just not a good look. So, so. But the wing walking, that was, I say, it's something I saw on telly many, many years ago, yeah. and I always said I wanted to do it. 
out came the credit card and I did it. And the only way I can describe it, it's great. He kept making the aircraft do like roller coaster moves okay. up and down. And I, I loved every minute. Where did you do it? Just at Upminster. Yeah, Dabbins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did, a, I did a little flying lesson up there. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. brilliant. But I was like, you know, you get the slobbery dogs that stick their heads out the window. <laughs> my cheeks and this slobber was just going down the side of my face and I just kept thinking, oh, the pilot's right behind me. I really hope that my slobber is not going to <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was ever. When I did my flying lesson over there, there was an 82-year-old woman and it was her birthday and she, like, it was our ambition to win more because she did it then. It was, it, was, it was brilliant. So tell me the most unexpected thing to happen when you've been visiting Nile's business went to plan okay um obviously my princess i was expecting sadness i was expecting a lot of heartache as many a times i got back to my car and i did have to shed a tear or two but yeah it's probably the princess was the most unexpected yeah, yeah. i wasn't expecting to be that involved with the children and yeah yeah but then that, that brings it to life, doesn't it? Yeah. The work you're, that brings what you're doing to, yeah. to life. And tell me about what's next. So ne- same time next year, bigger journey? I'm hoping, I'm hoping. I need to talk my mum round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully now I know what to expect, I can get a few more of the, the newspapers behind me to talk with the fundraising. And I'm hoping to arrange a mid-year Christmas party. <laughs> Any excuse to get the Christmas decorations out. <laughs> Right, right, now, now done. <laughs> I was with you all the way, but now you're encouraging Christmas in August. No, June, I'm thinking June. <laughs> oh, August one. is too late, clearly. Mid-year one, <laughs> yeah, so get some raffle prizes and raise lots of money, hopefully. Oh, that'd be good, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you can, like, you're, you're doing it next year. I love that, right, okay, cool. Um, before we finish, every week on the podcast, we ask our listeners... Um, some questions and then they're not related to kindness but they're just a bit random so so we're, I'm going to ask you a few of them now before we started uh, the podcast interview we started talking a little bit about books yeah um, so one question that was really popular for uh, for our podcast is if you could be any character in any book oh. what would you choose <laughs> I know, I know, it's a good one to start with, isn't it? Um, I would be... Do you have children listeners? Uh, some, yeah, yeah. I want to say I'd be Anna Steele, Anastasia Steele, and the parents of the kids would know where I'm coming from with that one. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So you, you mentioned, I, I, I sort of know who that is, because that's from a romance style. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, no, no, no. Romance on that one. Yeah, no, no, no. Fair enough. I'm not going to dig any deeper, otherwise, I'm going to get myself in a lot of trouble. What's the world's greatest chocolate bar or confectionery? I change every month. Okay. At the moment, my favourite's a Kit Kat. But before it's are we going are we going original or are we going original? Mint? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, before that it was Whisper Bar. I do like a Whisper Bar. Before that it was a Flake, Snickers, 
I change every single month. How about an after eight? Because that's the most Christmassy chocolate. I'm not really You're not a, mint fan. a dark chocolate fan. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, what? I do like a tin of quality streets. See, I'm a bit more of a celebrations man. Uh, celebrations. See, that was something I did with the hospices. Tesco's thought I was absolutely mad, bonkers. I bought 54 tubs of Heroes. Okay. So that the staff of every hospice had like some chocolates. And I wrote a little letter as well. And I had 54 tubs of Heroes in my hallway for a month. And it took all my strength not to... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Swindon. You're not getting your your thing. Um, Okay, so um, what's your favourite piece of art? Favourite piece of art? Anything my daughter does. She's oh, an artist. Is and she? she is really what kind of work good. does she do? She does landscapes. She's she does portraits. She says she's not very good at portraits, but the ones she's done have been brilliant. Okay, yeah. amazing. Um, and what's your ideal Sunday morning? Apart from sitting in your sitting in your bungalow and, well, and looking at <laughs> looking at a mountain full of chocolates while oh, you don't eat it. On a Sunday, waking up to see my Christmas tree up in May. Yeah. <laughs> now my, my oh, not really got a t- dream Sunday morning will probably be just sleeping past six o'clock in the morning because when I'm working I'm up quite early okay do you work weekends then yeah 24 7 well I suppose four I suppose yeah 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 four and four off shifts I work okay but when I'm not working my son wakes up quite early so yeah okay um <clears throat> if you wrote your own autobiography what would it be called uh, the diary from that case. Okay, I like that. I like that. And what would you love to be remembered for? Um, be being me. Okay. I'm 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 not by all means a saint, but I am unique, and I'm just hoping that should my time come, which it will do at some point. For everybody. Yeah. People will remember some really good, funny times. Okay. What's the world's greatest double act? I do like Anne and Dick. Anne and Dick are good. That's like a good choice. I do like yeah. Anne and Dick, but I've got to say, with the I'm a celeb, I did prefer Holly. Holly was good. She yeah, was, she they was had good. A really good yeah. relationship, them two. Yeah, okay. And last one, and let me pick a really. Oh no. I've got to give you the mum, the, the one that's been the most. Oh. In 105 episodes. <laughs> Literally, we've had hundreds of answers to this one. What's the world's greatest fragile or muppet? Oh, animal. Definitely. I love animal. Definitely. I, just, I, look, I, I, I don't. Give me a drum kit. Yeah. I, 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 look, I don't think there's any other answer to no. that question, is there? Animal no. is clearly the best. Yeah. Um, and anybody who answers anything else is clearly wrong. Definitely. Um, Definitely. <laughs> Where can people find out a little bit more about your journey, your story, your... Well, a lot of the um, journeys are documented on my Facebook page. Okay. Checked into every single one that I was visiting, and that's all public, so if anyone searches my name, they'll be able to come across that, or previous stories from the Rob Recorder. Okay. They're all on there as well. And are you setting up a website for next time, or you're not I'm sure? hoping to do it, yeah, I'm hoping okay. to do it a little bit more organised, a little bit more better. This was a, a test run. run. Yeah, this oh, one. Look. Imagine this is the first one. What's it going to be like in 10 years' time? I know. I know. be amazing. This is exactly what the hospice, because initially this was just going to be a one-off. I'm only doing it that, that year and I'll do something this year. 
And every yeah. hospice I visited, all the hospice staff was like, so we're going to see you again next year? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your you story. It's been brilliant. Welcome. It's been Thank an absolute you. pleasure. Thank you. So Danielle lives about um, two two row, roads away from my office, which is Ooh. really weird because on that particular week, I interviewed somebody for the podcast from China about Nepal and somebody two roads from my office. So literally globe trotting and going around the corner. Um, but Danielle was brilliant. Thank you, Danielle, for doing that. Um, we love the work you do and we look forward to seeing what you've got next. Yep. another podcast and as usual we are talking about last week's question of the podcast and if you remember charlotte we were talking about inspector gadget inspector gadget what was your favorite kitchen gadget was our question of the podcast and we had a quite um we had quite a wide range of answers did we get Um, another debate i always love the debates well no we didn't have a debate so much but nobody the debate is nobody said go go gadget finger which i was i was (laughs) which i was gutted about um so uh what we we did have quite a lot of comments though so let me just go through these now um uh dom thomas said his favorite gadget is his nespresso coffee machine does it qualify as a kitchen gadget i reckon it does yep i reckon my coffee machine's a kitchen gadget we use it now Um, don't we christ today but you know what's weird i've gone back to the cafetiere now how Left. many coffees do you have a day? I've had quite a lot today. How I've many had coffees a... on average do you have a day? Three or four. Too many? Dangerous levels of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous levels of caffeine that can lead to stuff like paranoia and anxiety. Somebody said that. It wasn't me. It was a voice in my head. <laughs> um, uh, John Cook said, um, Kettle. That's the best kitchen gadget. There's no other valid answers. Um, I think there is. I think um, it's four. Uh, Al McCann said um, uh, my hands are my favourite kitchen gadget because they can do virtually everything which I'm sort of I sort of get Al but can um, they walk a tightrope yeah that's, that's fine that's um, Rachel Fennessy likes her lemon squeezer um, that's her favourite kitchen gadget I'm partial to the dishwasher um the dishwasher is a good one. Um, Hayley Ball likes her sandwich toaster. Richard L likes the kettle and, of course, the corkscrew. Um, Alison Agan likes her silicon spatula. Now, I don't know what a silicon spatula is. It's a spatula made of silicon. Oh, why, why, why is that so special, then, I wonder? Because um, the material it's made of... Um, makes it easier to use. Ralph Dames, editor of the show and friend of the show, uh, says, uh, he's got a few, but my favourite is my air fryer rotisserie. Also, my pressure cooker comes a close second. Um, and um, Hayley Ball said sandwich toaster. And then Roberta White said rice cooker and talking scales. Ooh. I've got a pair of talking scales. Last time I got them, he said, get off your fat! <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that is a really poor joke. Um, and on that note, my friends, we are saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.